Does everybody know what time it is? Nude time. That's right. It's grunt work. talk about grunts baby oh. let's talk about you and me let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may occur on this episode of grunt work <laughs> mostly bad things the only podcast about the tv show home improvement that has the explicit label because we record in the nude <laughs> well that you know that that it's it's remarkable that we still get so warm in here if we're recording in the nude i'm your host landon i'll show you yours solano joined always by my co-host truman if you show me mine, caps. <laughs> wait, if you show me mine, wait, I'm showing my... I'll show you yours Okay. If you show me mine. So we live in some like weird Mormon situation <laughs> where someone else has only has the ability to show you your own nudity? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a weird things, cult. Things work joined. different in grunt work land. I, it's true. It's true. Uh, you know, live, we sleep in bunk beds. We <laughs> record in the nude, but we, we require each other's uh, permission to get nude. And already we've created a really weird atmosphere for a really weird episode of Home Improvement that we're talking about today. <laughs> Indeed. Truman, uh, despite that, it's good to see you. It, it's it's good to see you, too, from, from the waist up. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do record sitting down, which I think is... Uh... It's good. We get distracted otherwise. <laughs> Um, before we jump into things, I guess uh, I'll, I'll use this as a, a before we get naked and jump into springboard. Things. I don't know why this just made me think of it, but uh, um, I was you know we're we're on the social medias. Well, yeah, I mean we're both trying to be on the social medias less, but well, personally yes, less. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, as far as our podcast is concerned, our podcast is one hundred percent there. <laughs> uh, I was corresponding with one of our patrons. And uh, over Instagram, I think it was. Mm, yes, this, I've this heard of it a couple weeks ago, a while ago. But he uh, he used a term. That I never expected uh, to be applied to us. What, what was that term? We got our celebrity mashup name. <gasps> you know, like a Benefer sort of situation? Trumandon? <laughs> you look complicated a little bit more than right. it needed to be. What, it what is it? Truden. Truden. I like it. Truden. Yeah, that works for me. Because Landman doesn't quite... Uh, Landman just sounds like a... Yeah, that sounds like an awesome superhero. A superpower <laughs> who's imbued with all the powers of land. I can absorb water and store it underneath my surface in great aquifers. I can have huge quakes that split me open. Yeah, but most of the earth is your weakness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that makes him vulnerable. That's why Landman's stories are so uh, are, are so heartfelt. And gripping. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, seven-eighths of the earth is uh, is against him. And and less and less as as the ocean rises more. Oh, sad. <laughs> uh, but speaking of our Patreon, uh, that's the other item on the docket I wanted to mention. Uh, we have chosen, as we said last week, what our uh, uh, month of June Al Pal uh, things are. And yes. so they are uh, a set of five. I'm calling it Collection One Ooh. Home Improvement Pins of uh, the characters. So you can get Tim, Jill, Wilson, and Al, mm -hmm. as well as a grunt work button. Yeah. And these are the, the little, like, one-inch buttons, the, the he, smaller he, ones. He's making a small ring with his index finger and his oh, thumb. Just, like, a little bit bigger than a penny, but yeah. not quite the size of a quarter. And he, But he doesn't have his other three fingers up because that would be a white power symbol that we don't make. There you oh, go. Yeah. yeah, just like a tube. Yeah, just like <laughs> a nice little tube. 
Um, <laughs> Thank you for your word pictures. Yes, well, I know, I know. I just want to make yeah. sure that you don't that no one here in this otherwise empty apartment gets the wrong <laughs> idea. But yeah, so that's that's series one. Yeah, and it's again, it's gonna it's gonna be a limited. Hey, it's gonna be made the gabagool. <laughs> hey, so if you want to get them, you gotta get them. That's how that goes. Where you're never gonna get them. Uh, <laughs> never gonna, gonna get, get it. it. Never gonna get it. Uh, and then see uh, the, the series two is all Sir Larry, right? <laughs> You know, maybe we'll do a, a, a lesser lesser characters. Yeah, and, yeah. Or, why by not? what you mean, greater characters? At a certain point, I feel like you know, there's gonna run out. We've only done the the main cast, so we're gonna go into uh, five touchdown Ricks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trade you a touchdown Rick for it, Sir Larry. That's also that's also the thing. I don't. Landon hasn't mentioned this yet, but um, if you you know those of you who are big time Disney heads who go in for the Disneyland experience are familiar with pin trading. Oh yeah, yeah. Because these are uh, an ABC property which is owned by Disney. You can take our pins to Disneyland and pin trade them with Disneyland employees, oh. and they have to trade with you. I did not they know have that. To. That's that's law. That is smart. Yes, man. I know. So get in there, circulate our dumb shit at Disneyland, um, and they will. They, yeah. How far does that that trade war? Um, extend like are you are you forced to trade your pin if someone asks you well okay i mean i think i don't think that if it's if it's just you and another ordinary civilian at disneyland no i think there's free will in there disneyland okay, employees who wear their pins they cannot say no ah, which okay. makes well, that's, that's of, a little bit different one of many things that makes me feel very uncomfortable about disneyland like not only do they not pay their employees enough but then also it's like oh i wore this pin that's special to me oh i have to give it to this guy from sheboygan because he <laughs> wants to trade his bullshit pin yeah but me. i think no one that going into the job you're probably not going to wear your favorite pins i suppose so i suppose so you're yeah just gonna wear you know stormtrooper number nine for the eighth time oh, stormtrooper number nine he's my favorite one uh <laughs> he was the one that was played by daniel craig oh yeah 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 he's got that tk421 <laughs> modification uh yeah and, and uh also it's just a pin at the end of the day you're 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 gonna be fine <laughs> Wow, we went on a tangent already, didn't we? That's kind of all we do here. Yeah. It's just one big old tangent. It is, but... Uh, it's not the sine, it's not the cosine, it's the tangent. That's all I know about whatever type of math that is. <laughs> Mew. Mew? I don't know. That, that's Pokemon, I think. <laughs> uh, isn't Mew... Mew Mew's a mathematical... M-U? Mew? I fucking... I don't know, okay. man. You you did accounting or some shit at some point. You're way better at this than me. Uh, what we're supposed to do on this podcast is talk about a TV show called Home Improvement. Ugh, yes, we are. We are supposed to do that. <laughs> Your disgust and disdain uh, can be checked at the door, sir. Yeah, well, uh, well, okay. It's all the way... It's I checked it over there with my clothes, I guess. <laughs> um, do you have a synopsis for us for the episode that we watched this week? Oh, Landon, yes, I do. And don't blink or you'll miss it. Okay. I, eyes wide I bl- open. I blinked. Yeah, did yeah, I miss it? Uh, yeah, you missed it. Son I, of a bitch. You, did you blink with your ears? That's the funny thing. <laughs> when Tim's brother, Marty, and his lovely wife, Nancy, come to visit the Taylors, an innocent mistake leads to a naked Tim walking in on an equally naked Nancy in the shower. Tim insists that they keep this sexy accident a sexy secret, but eventually Nancy tells everyone, and Marty is furious. Dun, dun, dun. Soap opera music. Nude, nude, nude. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that's what we watched this week. It's streamlined. It's simple. It's um, it's got it, some. Would you, would you say it's stripped down? It is stripped down. <laughs> it is stripped down. You know, uh, it's it's definitely uh, this episode kind of bears all of its dramatic points yeah. uh, up front. And uh, well, before we go into our personal feelings on it, do you want to? Dun, 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 dun. I don't know why. Yeah, you keep doing this, the theme song. It's like you, you, you want to do the transitions, but the music just lives inside you. you it can't, does. You can't keep it, it down. It honestly does. You've got the rhythm. 
Uh, guess that title brought to us by uh, John S. Yes, I, I do want to guess that title. Okay. I have some options. Okay. One, Naked Lunch. Ooh, I like that. Not, I mean, would it be better if they'd been eating lunch when they were naked? Yes, that would have, in fact, been perfect. <laughs> it would have been harder to write, but... Yeah, but also, I mean, I, I don't know. It's like, I just got back from a run. I'm going to, I'm going to, like, you know, a, a shower beer, like, why not, like, a shower drumstick? Like, yeah. you jump in the shower while eating a, a ch- chicken wing well, or that's, something. That's an episode of Seinfeld. Actually, what, where Kramer is living in the shower? No, where, where Jerry's dating a nudist. Oh, and she, but then she tries to open a pickle jar in the <laughs> exactly, nude. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Uh, all, all of this, all of what we just were saying about Seinfeld was a title guess. Great. Um, number two, bathroom blunder. Okay. That can actually, that covers a fair variety of, yeah, of things. Does. I actually. would say keep that in your pocket for a future episode. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, it, I, there was already, there was a lot of bathroom humor in this episode. That's true. Yes, you're right. Uh, three, post baby shower. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it not, took a second to click, yeah, which I yeah. like. I don't think I don't think a lot of good titles take a second to click. That one's nice. I like it. Uh, number four. It's a thinker. It's a thinker. We'll not see. a stinker. <laughs> uh, well, this we'll see. We'll see which one this next one is. Rubes about boobs. That was a stinker. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to find something to rhyme with boobs, and it's just it's hard. Yeah, like, well, if there you were, know, if when there you don't have a lot episode. of experience, you're just a noob at it. <laughs> <laughs> that was spicy that was a really good that was a solid burn <laughs> lastly last one live nude tailors live from nude york oh god damn it that was even better <laughs> live from nude ham tramic i don't know so i mean but what if one of those shitty ones was still the shitty title you know that your very first one is the closest yeah it's not the correctest though naked brunch <laughs> the naked truth yeah. actually it fits yeah, it fits better than any of mine. Okay, yeah. begrudging A+. <laughs> I guess I'm just disappointed. I'm not disappointed in Home Improvement. I'm disappointed in myself. Okay. You know, nudity. I could have done better. I, I owed it to all those naked people. You were people. distracted. Your mind was elsewhere. <laughs> True. Well, you know, and let me tell you, I remember seeing this episode as a kid. Yeah. And I wonder why you remember. I, you know, c- certain things stick out for me. I just, in my mind, it had always been, in my memory at least, it had always been Heidi who he walks uh-huh. in on. I know, you said this the other week, and yeah. I'm like, I didn't want to correct you because I knew it was coming up. You, you wanted to let me live in my fantasy yes. of naked Heidi. Exactly. Uh, especially after what I was saying about her ass last episode. <laughs> it's been it's been a sexy couple episodes of Home Improvement, in, 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 uh, in insofar as Home Improvement can get sexy. Yeah, I, it started with Wilson, let's yes. not forget. Tr- uh, yeah, actually, Wilson kicked this whole thing. Tim has been seeing a lot of nudity recently. <laughs> First Wilson, and now uh, now Nancy um, but yeah I always remembered it as Jill I had forgotten that he had a uh, sexy sister-in-law yeah good for Tim yeah and unfortunately we won't go into a, a character actor corner for her because we did that last time she was on but let's not forget she's part of the best horror film ever made uh, which is of course Trolls 2 <laughs> Trolls 6 yeah t- troll- <laughs> no Trolls 2 starring Justin Timberlake <laughs> uh, she was in Friday the 13th part Seven? Seven. Wait, Jason Takes Manhattan? Yeah. Of course. It's eight. Eight? Okay, I, you're the one who would know. I, is this just a test on how much I've been it's listening nine. to you? It's nine? Just kidding. Okay, I don't, I'm not good with numbers or Fridays the 13th, so it's enough that I can remember <laughs> the, the number 13 is in there. <laughs> this episode originally aired February 28th, 1995. February 28th, the nakedest date. Was February in 1995 a leap year? It wasn't. I don't have this answer. I'm just asking. I don't know. Was was the February on ER that year? 
<laughs> this episode was directed by Andy Kadif. It's going to be a very loosey-goosey episode, I can tell. Yes. Um, and written by Elliot Schoenman and Molly Sims. Hmm. Uh, Elliot Schoenman, as a reminder, is the new, well, he's not new anymore, um, showrunner as oh, of they, uh, season three. So. They brought in the big guns for this episode. <laughs> and Molly Sims wrote the script that we have for Eve of Construction. Okay, okay. Uh, they both this uh, season wrote, he ain't heavy, he's just irresponsible, another Marty episode. Yeah. Marty. And uh, my dinner with uh, Wilson. Okay. Wow, okay, so some pretty solid episodes that they've yeah. that they've done in the past, some, some big moments. You know what? It's it's this flavor of episode. We're just gonna do a tangent here. Yeah, do I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna admit something to you that I haven't admitted in months. Okay. Um, I have desperately been trying to place Marty <laughs> since you started doing it, assuming that it's gonna click in my head one day. Yeah, and it still hasn't. Okay, and, I, and I'm hesitant to have you tell me what it is because I partly want to keep this up for the rest of the series. You just want to be befuddled by this reference that I'm making? Yeah, I have a guess as to where it's from. Okay. And Do you want to guess for me? Yeah, and this is why I think it's not clicking is because I don't watch the show, but yeah. is it from Rick and Morty? N- no, it's not. I'm I'm not one of those neckbeards who makes references to Rick and Morty. I'm one of those guys who who watches the show and hates himself for the fact that he likes it, but desperately doesn't want to associate himself with the fan base in any way. But you're close. You're okay. close. All right, that's my guess for now. We'll, you, let's you, keep you this up. Okay, you yeah, don't, you no, don't, no, no. Like, I, can I give you a hint? This is a, a, a personal point of pride at this point. A personal point that you don't get the, even the... Because you've texted me before when you're listening to episodes like, oh, I cracked up when you yelled Marty, so I assumed you knew what I was going for. Uh, I don't remember ever saying that specifically to you, but... Maybe someone else did. Maybe someone who got what I'm referencing. <laughs> it's... I, I have other guesses, but let's save it for the future content. Sure, sure. Okay. Well, that's that's good. Well, great. Now I'm going to take even more joy in yelling it when... Uh, <laughs> now that I know that you don't know what I'm doing. This just... No, nothing makes a joke better than, than your entire audience <laughs> in the room with you not understanding. Well, this is why uh, it's a little embarrassing for me to admit, because I do laugh at it every time you do it. And so now I'm admitting that I'm laughing to something I don't understand. Well, maybe maybe I'm just such a funny dude. You are. My delivery that, is so that's good. That's absolutely what I, I'm really selling it. Oh, man. <laughs> um why don't we stop wasting time hey, <laughs> hey that's hey my about fa- that that's my my favorite uh concert film stop wasting time <laughs> uh and let's go digging in the garden well do we want to talk about how, we, how i felt about the episode no i don't already... give a shit anymore okay fine i'm kidding yeah, no okay. tell me <laughs> i mean i was that meant to you wanting to tell me about it or is well, that no it's just episode? the episode just like it like it really wasn't good. Like there was yeah. not. It was like the lowest level of conflict, and and then when it comes out, like even then when the conflict kind of blows up, it doesn't really get resolved, and <clears throat> there's nothing that. Well, I think it does, but just it, there were never any stakes on the line. Yeah, not not. I mean, there were some wieners, but no stakes. <laughs> uh, that was solid. Thank you. Um, it would be different if. You know, again, I don't want to play Monday morning writer's room, but to to start the episode out with some strife between Tim and Jill regarding his, you know, overactive glance. Yeah. You know, that then sets up higher stakes for this incident with uh, with Nancy later. Yeah. And be, without it, it just kind of is like, oh, we did a thing. I'm embarrassed about the thing. We shouldn't tell them about the thing. We told them about the thing. They weren't mad about the thing. We're done. Yeah. Ba- basically that. Like, everyone, everyone is, like... 
everyone is remarkably mature about what happens in this episode, which is, I guess, realistic, but not doesn't really make for exciting or entertaining TV, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to open a steakhouse that serves a CBD-infused steak and call it High Steaks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, like be, it. I think I think I'm, you I'm, don't have to inject the CBD when you're you know creating the steaks. Just you know feed the cows different grass. Oh, I see. So you just get it. <laughs> well, and also then the cows are you know the cows are so high that they die happy. I suppose it's a much more humane way. Yeah, yeah. It's you know I feel like I could partner with Snoop Dogg on this. <laughs> and the the key to really making it great is they is is when you sit down they serve you a little bowl full of peanuts with the shells on them you can throw those shells on the floor. You are going to just throw and push this the, idea. The best kind of restaurants are one where you can throw food on the floor and they uh, and they clean but it tell, up. Tell, what is it you want to throw on the floor? What what like peanut shells or you mean the thing that I want to do for the my restaurant? The thing that you want to do for your restaurant. The thing that I that I'm the only person because is a good idea is yeah it's a restaurant it's a pizza restaurant it's a pizza place where you can throw the pizza crust on the floor. Why would you do that? Because a if you've ever eaten look now I like the crust so I eat the crust but sometimes the crust is really shitty like with every New York style pizza what what. And then also I eat pizza with lots of people and I see they just leave the crust sitting there on their plate. Now, part of the selling point of a Texas style barbecue is, oh, we can throw, it's a casual place. It's about an attitude. We can throw the shells on the floor. A pizza place where it's like, hey, we have carte blanche to make pizza with shitty crust. People can throw it on the floor and it's just part of the fun of eating at this restaurant, which uh, is going to be called Marinara Mike's. (laughs) Are you you partnering with someone named Mike? (laughs) I don't have to. I can change my name for all I care. <laughs> Look, there's a there's a restaurant near me that has undergone numerous. It's a fancyish Mexican place yeah. that isn't very good that has undergone numerous name changes and is now called Jalapeno Pete's. I'm. I promise you, there's no Pete. They were just like, we have to think of something to make people come to this shitty restaurant. Let's try that. So, uh, so yeah. Okay. So look, every every single pr- I've told. Probably 150 people about this idea over the past couple of years. Not a single person thinks it's even remotely good. But maybe one of you listeners yeah. will. That's why you have to get Buddy's Pizza Oh, from yes. Michigan because They're they crust. don't have crust. Oh, they don't have crust. No, it goes right to the edge. Wow, it goes right to the edge? Yeah. They, live on, they live on the edge is what you're telling me. <laughs> we are not officially sponsored by Buddy's. Yet. Yet. <laughs> um, well, anyway, so yeah, that's my idea. Anyway, welcome back to the Shark Tank cast. <laughs> Uh, I think you have been eaten by the sharks. Is that is that what the catchphrase is for that show? I don't know. Something something Mark Cuban. Sorry, sir. You've been eaten. <laughs> now, because we didn't want to fund your project, we now have to lower you into a real tank full of sharks. <laughs> that is the rules. How did you feel about this episode? Oh, we still on that. Um, Do, would you? Okay. <laughs> if this episode were pizza crust, would you eat it or would you throw it on the floor? I cannot waste any ounce of the pizza i'm like uh you use every part of the pig with the squeal (laughs) exactly yeah and even the squeal i'm sure there's a purpose for it that's all so but you but as far as the episode is concerned (laughs) i would well i would eat the crust it's just a bad analogy uh first you insult my business plan then you insult the analogy spinoff of my business plan (laughs) the episode is um unremarkable is what i'll say it's not particularly bad uh it doesn't stick out to me as like it's not problematic I it's guess. not problematic it's not offensive in its unfunniness yeah i think it's it's passable for an episode to you know get us through to the end of the season it just it occupies some space it fills up some time as you recently said on a one of our episodes maybe a grunt work nights uh 
it gave me 22 minutes of not thinking about the end of existence. Yes, true, true. <laughs> it will distract you from the void that uh, that is waiting for all of us with the grump grump creep inside it. Um. So look, let's yeah, let's dig in the garden. <laughs> that let's little uh, grumpy creep. Let's uh, let's let's strip off the clothes of not talking about what happened in this episode <laughs> and embrace the freeing, cooling breeze on our on our dangly bits of talking oh about my. this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are we open in a very kind of disorient we, we usually open in one of two places yep like either the kitchen or sometimes the garage yeah or most likely tool time yeah you yeah usually it's tool time uh but we open on a tool time sign that's inside the tailor's bathroom yep this is weird and a huge crowd of people and like camera crew members and stuff very purposefully acting busy and shouting yeah. and all kind of to a point that it's like, okay, you're all just really trying to act chaotic and busy here. Yeah, I had a note about this is that I've never seen this much commotion on a tool time set. E- yeah. Even on the larger, you know, set. Yeah. There's not this much movement. No, 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 no. There's a million people in there like doing makeup on on Heidi and there's, you know, lights moving around and sound check. Tim is taking a much more active role in the production than he ever has before. Like, well, I'll get the light over here and put this on that. And it's like, what the fuck do you ever care about these things, Tim? And also, it's your bathroom. Yeah. You should have built those lights into it <laughs> three seasons ago. I mean, you did it in the man's bathroom. Yeah, you I, have eight different pairs of headlights. Yeah. Yeah. That makes very good sense. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And they're getting ready. And it's this whole big rush because they're about to go live. Yeah. I guess it's live tool time again the show that that wavers back and forth between being pre-taped and uh <laughs> and live well maybe it's when you're filming on location i think don't you have to record in live time even if it's not live broadcast so that you can make uh space for the commercial breaks you went to film school man i didn't i don't know this shit <laughs> i think that might be there's something there to that but yeah uh as they all wrap up and and they're getting the countdown everybody you know fiddles out of the room fiddles they don't uh, they don't fiddle out of the room there's a bunch of fiddlers who just kind of yeah hop and skip their way out of the room dexy's midnight everybody. runners is there <laughs> uh but we get the grunt creep yeah creeping real real gross creeping he, he, he be creeping uh, uh a little trap door where his little his crotch be i don't know if it's where his crotch be where else would you say that? I mean, it seemed like more his stomach to me. Uh, I look. I, you, there's not much space between his stomach and the crotch. What's left of the crotch? You know what, there's a, there's a lot of beautiful figures in this episode, and chief among them is the grunt creep. His legs go all the way up. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, and as the flap door opens, a uh, extension, extension cord? cord kind of vacuum wise spools back up inside of him. Yeah, and then he goes running out the door with everyone else. With his hands above his head going, <laughs> Oh, God. Just kidding. I don't know if he did that. I, ca- I can't remember if he... I wouldn't put it past him to do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like to fess up to my my jokes right away. <laughs> um, Heidi starts to introduce them. And yes. starts to get... I, I really liked this for some reason. I mean, it's not that super funny, but I like that they gave her like this weird, weird personality. Like, she wants to to you know really milk this moment in the the camera the gleam of the camera yeah milk this moment in the sun uh (laughs) yeah she's uh she's introducing tim and al for you know in you know coming to you live from tim taylor's bathroom for water conservation week it's those titans of the toilet those princes of the porcelain those sultans of the seat 
I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Like go, going through, <laughs> just like taking a lot of, like doing a bunch of different permutations of them being regal yeah. figures relating to toilets. Reminds me of the Sandlot when all the kids are kind of going through yeah. the names for Babe Ruth. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's funny to me about it is she's doing this and kind of waxing on it. She's taking, she's almost taking on Tim Taylor-esque inflection and kind of facial kind of poses i'm trying to do them for you for yeah, very little to very little effect but it's like she the same way that tim falls more and more in love with the bits that he's doing as he's saying like you yeah. see how much he's enjoying it you kind of see that same thing in her but which, there's so much more charisma in her yes i i like it i like it more with her i think she delivers it better uh, uh anyway tim yells at her like heidi yeah to interrupt her uh her long name of monikers uh and uh he comes in and starts talking about what they're doing for Water Conservation Week. Which is just showing you how to make your toilet have less water flush when you flush uh, well, it. Well, I think that we actually get a pretty good home improvement tip here, which is yeah. to displace the water in your tank to make it more low, you know, efficient. Yeah, yeah. Uh, put, put, like, bags of marbles in there. Or brick or yeah. anything heavy to displace the water. Yeah, and that's a, that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Or to get an all-new toilet, there's some Binford model that that has the uses less water than any other toilet and then al points out except for the shuttle uh the toilet on the space shuttle which mm-hmm. uses no water <laughs> which is i mean well i think this is just set up for tim to go thanks flush gordon but it's really just like <laughs> it's it's toilet humor and i want to say it's the worst kind of toilet humor because it's not even about the real like it's not even going full bore on jokes about pooping and farting and stuff yeah. it's just jokes about the existence of toilets which is so it feels so just lame to me to be, okay. to be like it's that thing that people poop into we're not going to talk about the pooping but then, it's funny that it exists let me know if there's anything to this note i wrote okay uh because i just I, I thought maybe it's a point of discussion i don't know uh the toilet being referred to as the best seat in the house yeah that's a thing yeah people well they they make that joke like yeah, yeah. well it's called the throne for a reason yeah uh i know i've never really understood that I've never understood, like, the best seat in the house, like, why, because it's the, the seat where you can shit when you're sitting in it? Like, I don't think it's, it's not the most comfortable place. <laughs> I mean, technically, any seat you can shit into if you wanted. <laughs> well, Landon, I mean, I, I, okay. Don't tell me that when I eat as many burritos as I do before coming here. <laughs> I but. mean, you don't have permission to, but oh, you, you, you physically could if you wanted to, you know, break our friendship. Yeah, I, I certainly, certainly. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, why they call it the best seat in the house, I don't, I, I, again, it's, it's, again, it's just very, like, it seems like just such a half-hearted attempt at a joke. Yeah. Like, it's not It's not a good it has seat. the worst views. Yes, honestly, yeah. You want to look at the towel rack? You want to read the back of the shampoo container? <laughs> I mean, and those are the good things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't... Um, no, I, I don't I don't think it's the best seat in the house by any stretch of the imagination. Like, yeah. certainly not in my apartment. My my bathroom <laughs> is small. My toilet does not have a good... I when I, am, when I am in that seat in the house, all I can think about is, I have to clean this bathroom. Why don't I clean this bathroom? How long has it been since i've washed this towel it's probably too long yeah <laughs> yeah well uh, okay I, what was the the i don't even remember what the the button was to get out of the seat like what was the joke we ended up well it because it, it was well you don't remember because it wasn't really a joke uh oh. it's just <laughs> they so it's like oh, we'll be right back from um after a message from our sponsors at binford as soon as they they're off Tim starts yelling like, "Ah, oh, we gotta get this light up in here. Something else." Everyone runs back in, is running around, and again, it's more of just like people doing very make work kind yeah. of tasks to look busy, and people yelling about, just kind of yelling the names of production <laughs> things to seem like they're busy, but not in any sort yeah. of active, organized way. 
And then Jill comes in and says, hey, everybody, whose cars are double parked on the street. You have to you have to move them because they're coming to tow them. And then everybody goes running out of the room and except for Heidi. And then the director comes back and says, we're back on in five seconds. It's basically the Muppet show at this point. <laughs> and, and the producer is Kermit. And um, see, that's a farce I could get behind if they went like full bore with that. The, yeah. the closing door sort of farce. Yeah. But it's. Tim and Al fixing bathrooms. Yeah. Like that, that's speaking like old Arbuckle and Keaton jokes that I could get into. Also, that wouldn't be a farce. That would be a farts. Okay. Podcast over forever. Um, <laughs> but no, like, and so the, you know, then, that's a fart joke. I liked. Thank you. Thank you. Even though you looked at me with such disdain. So, but then it's just <laughs> Heidi is left. And so she just kind of goes back to like, you know, the camera comes back to her and like, we'll be right back with more of those heralds of the head. Those, you know, um, those tw- whatever of the whatever. More, more nicknames. Yeah, more and more toilet nicknames. And you hear Tim yell from outside like, hi, Day. But it's like, what do you care, Tim? You're not there doing your job. <laughs> she can say whatever she wants to. Let dead air go on air. Yeah. What? I, I, I don't know, man. Is dead air like your favorite superhero or something? <laughs> um, and I want to say, though, coming out of this this cold open, I was like, on the one hand, I was disappointed by it because then let like, me flush into the opening credits. Yeah. I'm going to get a hot, hot set transition. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the hot set uh, yeah. door. Yeah. So I was I didn't think this was a super funny cold open. But I was like, this is this is awesome. The whole the whole show is just going to be like a on location tool time in the bathroom episode. Like, I, I had a, I don't know, I'm so stupid. I was getting all excited about what this was going to be like. Oh, man, the whole episode is going to take place in the bathroom, and it's going to be shot in real time, and it's going to be like all this, Tim is trying to manage all this other drama in the house from the bathroom while making the Tool Time episode, and Jill's mad, and he has to, but the whole thing takes place in this one locked-off location. That's going to be so awesome, which is totally a thing that would happen on TV today. Yeah. Like, I feel like someone would, like, that would be a cool bottle episode yeah, to do. Yeah, you deconstruct the sitcom format to do something like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, that was just a scene. It wasn't even so... Sherman has his arms up, uh, (laughs) looking around crazily. But why? It wasn't even such a good... Like, why did they have to do it? It wasn't even a good bit. (laughs) Why? Why Uh, I'll tell you why. Why you tease me? Let me, let me, let me run something by you. Okay. Maybe they did that because they can't be on the set of Tool Time. Because we maybe have another, uh, men's kitchen... Uh, episode coming up oh i see they're they're building up the yeah so they couldn't use it for one episode just speculating i don't know what episodes are coming up so or maybe they don't use the tim and jill's bathroom set very much they already had it dressed and lit for this episode and they were like what Mm. can we do in that room oh yeah yeah that makes sense too okay those are both options yeah but you would have it doesn't matter uh but write a better bit i don't know that's all (laughs) i have to say now i'm doing theme songs we get a hot set transition into the theme song um, I, I got nothing. Yeah, you know, that home, they improve it. I'm developing a note, but I don't have enough for it yet. Well, that's good to know. Buffering, <laughs> there's, buffering, there, buffering. There seems to be a secret room in the video game household of the Taylors. Ooh. Uh, and I can't quite describe it yet. It's like under the scoreboard when Brad's on the screen. It's like, wait a minute, that would be where the basement is, but it's definitely wallpapered. It looks maybe like a hidden fuck spot. Oh, <laughs> 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 that's the right assumption to make L- look i've been playing a lot of resident evil 2 recently yeah. and let me tell you the way that you get into that room is you have to go all the way yeah, like you have to go, go get the yellow key exactly <laughs> you got to get the club key that opens the door to the throne room which yeah. is the bathroom and then you have to go into the toilet tank and there is a uh, there's a secret usb drive in there you have to examine it in your inventory then combine it with the yellow jewel <laughs> 
and then that creates a new type Got of key it. that you can use to get into the hidden fuck spot. All right. That's why Brad has so many points on the board. Exactly. Okay. He, yeah, he knows how he knows how to play. <laughs> uh, but we we go into the kitchen where Mark is on the laptop, and Truman goes, "Oh my." And seriously, this laptop, man, I just, I don't know. It's like, there's something about me sitting there typing away on my futuristic laptop and then seeing Mark typing away on his... Brick? Yeah, I mean, that's kind His of, object that could displace water in the toilet. Yeah, tank. yeah, it's it's thick as a brick <laughs> with two Cs. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavy-duty laptop. You could, like... Like I feel like Neil Breen of uh, of of Faithful <laughs> he Findings could do some real damage to that laptop. He, he could do do real damage to the floor when he drops that on the ground. Like Neil, this is Neil Breen's favorite episode of Home Improvement because of his fixation on chunky laptops. Uh, so yeah, he's working away on his laptop. No real reason for him to be on the laptop other than to show off how just extremely wealthy the tailors are to have their own portable <laughs> computer. Remember the middle class? Uh, no. <laughs> um, so Randy uh, comes in talking with Brad. He's super excited because yeah. he's going to his friend Sherman's bar mitzvah. What's a bar mitzvah? Well, it's a party for Jewish kids when they pray a whole lot. You know, <laughs> basically... What happens? Script Man is never around when you need him. I, I, he's <laughs> only around when he... It's unsolicited. Wow, man. You know, script. You don't know how hard script man's job is, and you know, I feel like every you know, script man gets such a gets attacked in the media all yeah. the time, and script man is out there defending our communities <laughs> from people who don't know what's in the script. Uh, just because you got a yeah. ticket from script man, it's so funny. I mean, I never see you two in the same place at the same mm. time. The I, only real difference is that he wears glasses and you don't. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, what? You're not going to draw anything into that. How would I be able to see if I was actually script man? I'm not wearing glasses right now. Come on. <laughs> oh right. Okay, this makes sense. Wait, do 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 you, I'm sorry. Do you just see the 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 shape of a script being projected onto the clouds right now? I'm sorry. I have to go. <laughs> Uh, some someone somewhere is misquoting a Cheers episode. <laughs> Just int. Period. <laughs> I must go. Uh, could be toilet humor if we wanted it to be. Um, so Mark says, "I thought you had to be Jewish to have a bar mitzvah." And Randy goes, "Yeah, Mark, you have to be Swiss to eat cheese." And um, you laughed at that joke. I did laugh at that it joke. It was a good joke. I thought it was a funny joke. Yeah. I wrote it down. That's one thing that if script man were here right now, he would have that. Um. And yeah, so they're talking about that bar mitzvah. He's really excited. Good for good for Randy, knowing Jewish people at that age. I didn't know any Jewish people when I was growing up. Good for Sherman, turning 13 and getting lots of presents. Hey, Mazel Tov, am I right? <laughs> um, then Mark goes into his spiel and he and Brad start sniping with each other. Where he's oh, like, yeah, this is oh, the... do you think if I start praying really hard now, I'll get a lot of presents when I turn 13 and have a party? And Brad's like, yeah, you better ask for another brain. Yeah. And then Mark... I hope I don't get yours. Totally, totally awesome. And like you hear it in the crowd, like whoa, like they <laughs> like they laugh at it. But there's like this note of appreciation, like oh he, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> they start high fiving each other. Yeah, hopping off the bench and uh, surprise, Do, doing backflips. Well, uh, and then Brad <laughs> high fives the back of Mark's head. <laughs> And uh, Jill comes home. Yes, and uh, as does Tim. And uh, separately, though. Oh, separately. Well, I, I don't. Know if I, I have a. I have a big gap in my notes. <laughs> okay. Well, Jill comes home. She starts talking about something. Uh, but then Tim comes in. Uh, uh, so you had the same gap in your notes, huh? <laughs> I'm just trying to blow past it uh, to say that uh, Marty and Nancy are coming over because he's up for a big job uh, in the area. So uh, he's excited about that. Marty. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, he's excited. There's a bit. Yeah, he's got this interview, and means if he gets the job, uh, they'd be able to move to Detroit, and they'd see them way more often. Seems like they're setting up for these to become some recurring guest stars. <laughs> uh, and Tim starts talking about you know Jill is so excited to play with their babies all the time, yeah. and Tim is all excited to play with his baby brother again. And they talk I about that was kind of sweet though. Yeah, yeah, you know, atomic wedgies. And the such. fact that Tim can get excited about the presence of another human being, yeah, kind of like oh, you, you show are human. You show affection for someone. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a wedgie transition. Yeah. Well, Jill starts going through all the pranks that Tim's going to do. Oh, yeah. He's like, she's saying she could play with the babies. And then Tim's like, I can play with my baby brother. And she's like, oh, God, it's not to start another string of pranks. And he's like, you're not going to bring out the red anthill. You're no. not going to do the uh, uh, fake vomit in the shoes. You're never too old for that. Oh, yeah. That's what. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you're not going to do X. Ah, I'm too old for that. You're going to do Y. Ah, I'm too old for that. You're not going to do fake vomit in the shoes. Never too old for that. Stretch wedgie transition. <laughs> wedgie transition. Oh, atomic wedgie, I would even say, because it hung over the top of the frame for about five <laughs> seconds. Uh, I, I'm glad that you have the skill and the experience uh, to identify these things. <laughs> we go to the kitchen, uh, and Marty's already here. Marty! He's talking about the uh, the new job. Yes. He is uh, managing a sporting goods store, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, you know, I, I think that's basically it. The, he's just talking about that. He's going to go to the go to the job. Jill has made pancakes and yeah. uh, says, uh, "Oh, I uh, you know no, I, I don't want one, Jill. I don't like to have anything heavy before a job interview." And she says, "Oh, well, these aren't heavy." And then she drops a pancake onto Tim's plate and goes clunk. <laughs> he breaks through the table, cracks his leg open, uh, falls straight to hell. <laughs> wow! It, it China syndromes. <laughs> it, it yeah, it gets dragged to hell. It falls into the void, and the grunt creep eats it, and then he falls too. <laughs> Uh, where does the grunt creep fall through the void where does he end up i it's it's an expedition where no grunt creep has gone before (laughs) no human certainly gone there uh and at this point uh marty's wife nancy gets back from a jog she she bursts in i know yeah she comes running in like she's been chased also she She bursts in in like she's ellen (laughs) (laughs) but one thing she's not being is chased when she takes off her sweatshirt and we see she's just in a sports bra and some jogging shorts do you think people understood my Ellen Burstyn joke? I understood your Ellen Burstyn joke. I, I'm just, I'm worried that people are going to think I was talking about Ellen DeGeneres bursting in on people. No, it was, okay, okay. Like, I, I just want to be very specific that it was Ellen Burstyn. Okay, Ellen dances into the room welcoming her next guest. <laughs> just like DeGeneres. Ellen, <laughs> Ellen releases a much ballyhooed stand-up special that is in fact not that good. Just like Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> wow, Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I started. I've started watching it. It was just like, no, you know what, Ellen? I respect you. I respect the work you do. I like you as a person. I don't think this is very funny. Okay. I'm sorry. I just didn't think it was that funny. No, that's, that's totally. I'm not. Valid. I'm not obligated to like everything Ellen DeGeneres does. Land. Absolutely true. I'm just. I, I'm so, like, I, if she could do another one, I'd try it again. I just didn't think this one was that funny. <laughs> I am not arguing with you, and we are in a tone of argument. I just. I just <laughs> feel like you're attacking me right now for not for just because I turned off Ellen DeGeneres' comedy special after 20 minutes. Uh, okay, so Ellen bursts in. Wait, no, Nancy. Nancy. Oh shit. <laughs> Nancy bursts in just like Ellen. Ellen Burstyn. <laughs> oh, God, Landon. It took a long time to get to the, the uh, rhythm of that joke. It's been a long time getting from there to here. Uh, <laughs> I think we've both aged a couple of years. Yeah. Do you remember back when, before we made this joke? Uh, no, I, I, no, I don't remember back to the before times. So I have to consult the village elders. Uh, so, she gets back from a jog. <laughs> don't say that. 
Don't say it again. Village elders. No, she. she Nancy is she's in inside the, the house. Now. She's just in the kitchen. Okay, okay. she's in the kitchen. Yeah. She's sweaty. She's been going on this run. She's explaining how she's working out like crazy because she wants to get her pre-baby body back. Yeah, and then she takes I off. I want her my pre-baby body bread. back. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh man, we do dumb shit on here, man. I'm. I apologize to everyone. <laughs> Oh, folks. Remember I, a few weeks ago we said, like, when it's late and hot in the apartment, then we're going to see some serious shit, and we're getting to that nexus point. So she is talking about how she's trying to get buff again. She's trying to get fit again. Takes <clears> off her uh, sweatshirt, and oh, dang, she's looking aight. And uh, as, 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 I've never heard you sound whiter. I know, I know. I uh, uh, I thought I thought people in Phil. I thought like white. I thought it was a white guy thing. It may have been. I I had a phase saying it when I was like thirteen, and I it's one of the few phases, and I went through a lot of phases that I regret. Really, <laughs> I went through a goth phase, and I regret it more. Really, yeah. Wow, I feel bad that I still use it occasionally, but I'm doing it ironically. You, this yeah, I was doing it genuinely Ugh. well and that's the thing that's always how it's i started saying hella ironically a while back and then it and then it just became all the much in the same way that i call people bro sometimes and yeah, yeah it started I out bro all the time yeah but yeah but you know it seems like ironically but then it just becomes then yeah. what if everyone you've appropriated bro? it yeah appropriated it <laughs> so nancy looks really good and she is standing there glistening with sweat um uh half naked in the kitchen talking about her body and tim like she says like, she's t- saying something about how she needs to, uh, you know, needs to keep working out. And Jill says, oh, you look fine. I'd do anything, for, uh, you know, I'd do anything to have that body. And Tim goes, yeah, so would I. <laughs> Which is saucy. That is a saucy it was, comment. It was getting, it was toe on the line of, like, how far can I push this uh, familial relationship? Yeah, I mean, and, like, he's sitting next to his brother. Like, and he and his brother next are, like. Next to his brother. Yeah. Talking it's, about his brother's wife in front of his wife. Yeah. Like, hey, Marty. I'd really like to uh, have sex with your wife. I don't know if you know that. And Marty's just sitting there like, yeah, I bet you would like to have sex with my wife. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. She looks <laughs> what good. other option does he have? If he objects, Tim's just going to hold him on a red anthill again. I, I, yeah, that's, that's, well, that's how siblings work. Like, the, <laughs> the eldest sibling has, has first run of the, of the wives. Ew, gross. Uh, <laughs> We've ventured into some sort of big love situation here. <laughs> um... What are we talking about? <laughs> you know, oh, you, I, I made a note here. Tim's making all these sexual harassment harassment uh, uh, <laughs> comments, and even before he starts doing it, I did make a note that said uh, I noticed that they had to get rid of the cow creamer ever since Tom uh, Tim made out with it. Yeah, well, they have a chicken like pitcher yeah. on the thing, but yeah, Tim, yeah, I guess Which I it usually has orange juice in it. Weird. <laughs> I don't understand the farm. Yeah, well, then, no, that's where orange juice comes from. It comes from chickens. Oh, eggs okay. come from orange trees. You cut open an orange and there's eggs inside. Oh, God, that's so gross. What's gross about that? That's not the grossest thing we've talked about in the past five minutes. <laughs> Nancy comes in for a jog. She bursts in. We're, we're don't, no. <laughs> Are we Russian dolling right now? It's just like I keep waking up in the bathroom and her Harry Nielsen song is playing. I mean, honestly, if I have to keep going back to the same part of Home Improvement, this part with Nancy is a fairly, like, if that's the thing I have to keep looking at, it's fine. I do have a real note here. Okay. Uh, Tim and Marty kind of shuffle off, and uh, Nancy's asking about taking a shower, like, you know, she needs to get ready for the day, and Jill's like, oh, you know what? Oh, shit, I forgot I have to get... uh, Fuck, I forgot. (laughs) God damn son of a bitch i forgot i have to give uh get a gift for uh randy to give sherman for his party yeah and like in the most uh, 
there's no reason Jill needs to hurry out of the house right that very second. Yeah, exactly. It's a very contrived reason to get her out of, yeah. uh, out of the house so that the next bit can happen. Yeah, Randy is in one of the bathrooms, so it's like, oh, go shower in our bathroom. Oh, shit, I have to go get Randy's thing. Tim is going to get a map out of the car to give... Marty. Marty, so he can get to his job interview because yeah. it's the '90s. How are you going to get around without a without a roadmap? I don't even think MapQuest existed quite yet. Well, yeah, I mean, unless unless uh, Mark is accessing it on that old ass computer, <laughs> Dot Matrix. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, that's what a Dot Matrix sounds like, guys. You're welcome. I think it's a little more high pitch. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, wait, that's very close. Well, it actually kind of sounds like an SOS. Uh, message ticket. I'm I'm sending I'm sending uh, I'm I want someone to rescue me from this podcast. Uh, yeah. So Tim sneaks back in and uh, slinks upstairs, thinking he's calling around for Jill, Nancy, Marty, anyone yeah. in the house. No one's answering him, and then he hears the shower going. He's like Jill, and runs upstairs, uh, following the uh, the uh, allure of a little coital encounter. Yeah. Well, he hears Jill in the shower, and it's like. Yeah, it's the morning. My my brother-in-law... Well, okay, I guess my brother-in-law is... My sister-in-law is somewhere around the house. Some of the kids are home. Now's a great time to fuck my wife in the shower. Why not? <laughs> this is the time. The shower's running. He gets very, very excited. He goes, Jill. Like, like as though she's doing something dirty and salacious. Ooh, like, ooh. you only take a shower once a week. Ooh, you know what that means. <laughs> so he promptly takes all of his clothes off. Yeah. And he's trying to do it very quietly. At one point, shushing who? I don't know, himself? Someone off screen. Yeah. As if, like, his one of his kids came to work that day, and, like, they wanted to go be with Dad on set. And he's like, shh, no, stay. So, no. Not, not what I'm We're making. filming right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he t- throws all his clothes off, goes into the shower, sneaks in there, throws the thing open. Hey, Jill. Uh-oh. 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 Or, oh, yes. <laughs> and then uh, apologies. Shink. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's uh, Nancy in the shower. Oh, yeah. Did we not say that? We didn't say that. Oh. But I feel like people could have assumed. So, yeah, they see each other nude in the shower. Tim has walked in completely. Like, he has thrown open the shower curtain, basically like, hey, look at look at my dick. <laughs> not the first time on the show that he's done that. No. First time in a shower. Yeah, actually, well, yeah, and according to Pamela Anderson's uh, first fictionalized biography, uh, yeah, which you did air quotes on, which I did air, well, yeah, which I think is necessary. I know, yeah, yeah, I'll thank, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, I did, I did totally do air quotes on that. I don't know, so yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and they they see each other in the nude, and he basically sees her and says, "Oh, you're not Jill," and shuts the uh, curtain and runs out of the room. And I have to say this for Tim, okay. Say what you will about Tim. He, I'll say it. Say oh, well. There's lots of there's things to say of about I've Tim. Said, I've said many of them in the past. Yes, I think we've said most things that can be said. This is what we talk know. about when we talk about Tim. We're only halfway done. There, are, I feel like we've only uncovered half of the things we can say about Tim. We're, go- we're going to actually almost exactly half. Well, look, we're going to we're going to invent whole new words and new vocabulary <laughs> to talk about Tim. But I think that uh, he, for someone who does so many stupid manly things. In this case, he is, he doesn't like linger there yeah. and be like, whoa, hot damn, woo, we get True. it done. It does linger for a half a second longer than it needs to, but. Well, I think that's for the joke to land. Yeah, and also agreed. because it's like, oh, yeah, hey, right. remember this good looking woman? Well, here she is covering her boobs. Eh, eh, you like that? ABC <laughs> audiences. Um, but no, and then he runs out and like, he isn't like lecherous or creepy or weird about it. Yeah, right. So applause there, Tim. And he then afterwards feels genuinely bad. <laughs> you're right i mean i don't know i, I thought you were heading somewhere with that and no, you just I'm... like ended with a, a very factual statement 
And you're I'm like, say, you for, are correct. For how crass and shitty Tim is to the people around him, he genuinely doesn't want to cheat on his wife. Yeah, genuinely, that's true. Like, even the very fact that he saw a woman other than his wife nude is upsetting to him. Yeah. And for all the objectifying he does of women and all the talk he does about women when he's actually confronted with a woman in a compromising situation, he doesn't act boorishly about yeah, it. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. I mean, that is, a, 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 I guess, I'm, <laughs> I'm hesitant to call it admirable just because No, of, it's not admirable. Uh, anyway, um, she shuts off the shower, you know, wraps herself up with a towel, and they're in the bedroom talking. And so what's your take on, on their the sides of the, the question here? Should we tell Marty and Jill, or should we not tell Marty and Jill? I mean, I, I think, like, I think... Well, in the first, I guess. See, here's the thing. This is this matters. is just like a, a heist. It you're only as strong as the most silver, uh, you know, strong box mouthed, strong box mouth, <laughs> strong. That okay? You know what? Alfredo face step aside. Strong box mouth is my new least favorite Dick Tracy villain. <laughs> what you have to find the you have to find the right key. The to person open his mouth. that's least likely to rat. I mean, you want a team full of very loyal people for your heist, right? Yeah, Mr. Blue, have, Mr. Pink. If you have one person that's going to squeal, Mr. then Orange. everybody's compromised. Yeah. So this situation with uh, Tim and Nancy is like, one of them wants to lie, one of them wants to tell them. Or not lie, but just not tell them, one of them wants to tell them. Yeah. So you're only, in the, the situation, you can only go with the person who wants to tell them because you can't trust them to not tell them. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think that if it were me, like, and if if we both came out and she was like, we can't tell anyone, I'd be like, yeah, great. I don't want to tell anyone about this. But if in this case, like, she, where she's saying, like, oh, we should just tell them whatever, it's fine. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. You know, why, fuck it. Why not? If we just do it right away, then it's just, a, yeah. it's just an easier thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, I just for me, it doesn't really seem to matter either way. Whether, because, like, like, if you both keep the secret, then it's like you didn't, it was an accident, it yeah, was unintentional, right. you right. didn't betray anybody's trust, it was just a thing that happened. But if one person tells and the other one doesn't, then you're in the, then you're in trouble, as Tim is. Also, Tim is so adamant that they not tell anyone because he thinks that, like, Jill is going to get mad at him, when in the end, Jill doesn't give a yeah. shit. <laughs> exactly. And he's, well, it's kind of an uh, example of his own ego and self-importance, where it's just like, I was making all those broad jokes earlier, which, A, you recognize that wasn't cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So why did you do it in the first place? Um, but B, like, the fact that he thinks... Jill is so sensitive that uh, she, you know, can't take a few broad jokes being thrown out and then, you know, that this is just going to break her whole world. Well, this is the thing that Tim is so <laughs> uptight about. I accidentally, in a totally honest, good hearted mistake, saw my sister-in-law naked for a couple seconds. He thinks that that is this grand, terrible thing. He thinks that there's nothing wrong with saying to his wife and his sister-in-law and his brother who is married to her. Uh, I would kill for that. I would kill to have that body too. <laughs> like saying, especially yeah, saying, right. like you're hot. I'd like to hit that. But this is where it all boils down to the the oh, it's all I'm just joking mentality. Where it's like you can push that line as far as you want to and have that. I mean, in his mind, <clears throat> push it as far as you want to, and then just fall back on the it was all a joke. In this particular instance, with it being an accident yeah. that's not a joke yeah therefore he doesn't have control over it and therefore mm. he's embarrassed that's interesting by it. and you're right i was just praising him for not being creepy in this scene fair he's being totally creepy earlier yeah, when she's there right. like all the stuff he was saying downstairs in the kitchen that's legitimately like not 
okay. Yeah. You want to talk about sexual harassment? <laughs> uh, the way that he's he's talking about her and commenting about these these things is kind of like, yeah, it's that would be a red flag these days. Yeah. So it was a red flag those days too. I, I guess, yeah. Not that not that anyone else treated it that way, right? Um, I, I don't know. So yeah, but they, I don't know. So I mean, yeah, I think we're we're in agreement that that this is not like this situation is not really as big of potatoes as Tim seems to be making. Yeah, really exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, but we walk away with uh, with Nancy kind of acquiescing, going, "Okay, if you think that's the best approach, we won't tell him." Tim says, "If we told him about it, we'd be a couple of boobs," and then they both walk halfway away and then stop and kind of face palm. Wilson. Oh, our minds were in different places. <laughs> we get a, a shower curtain drawn transition uh, to Wilson smashing vases uh, in the Greek tradition to ward off fleas. Yes, it, yeah, to uh, ward off fleas, pelt your house with jugs, and Tim just goes, "Oh, don't say jugs." <laughs> uh, I, you're just like usual with Wilson. I have Wilson blindness for some reason. My only note here is, wow, this back and forth does not work. Yeah. I can't I, even remember what it was at this point. I mean, they're just kind of talking about, I mean, I don't have much either. Yeah. D- okay, here's, here's what I have in my notes. Okay. Tim explains what happened. Wilson explains he shouldn't feel bad about it. Tim explains he feels guilty for enjoying the sight of uh, of Nancy nude. Yeah. And I Wilson quotes something about the Buddha and something about how, like, well, it's not unnatural or it's even not unusual to be loved by anyone. Uh, it's not unusual. Yeah, oh, I got it. That's yeah, the that's exact lyrics exact, you read, and that's I was, the joke. I was doing. Thanks, Carlton. You really, you really crushed it there. Um, <laughs> if I told you my Ellen Burson joke. Oh, God, no. Okay, so, okay. So, Nancy bursts in. She's done running. She's all sweaty. She's like Ellen. Oh, God. Damn, the, the, the loop is getting tighter and tighter. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he just basically tells Tim, like, dude, don't worry about it. Like, it's natural to be attracted to attractive women, and this was an accidental thing, and it's <clears> like, it doesn't mean anything, and Tim is nonetheless still weirded out about it. Uh, inside, Randy comes shuffling in the door and walks goofily across the room, wearing a suit, walking much <laughs> yeah. in the same way that he does, uh, at the, uh, at the, the boy-girl party that he's thrown a couple episodes ago, where he's, like, trying to kind of halfway dance his way across the room <laughs> to the girl he likes. Right. Uh, and Brad, you know, explains to Brad, oh, well, I split the back of my pants, uh, while doing the limbo at the bar mitzvah, so I had to come home to fix them. Yeah. Mom's not home, she can't sew them shut, what do we do? Yep. So, in, so Brad's like, oh, I'll use a stapler and I can staple them shut, okay. And so, uh, Brad grabs the stapler and starts stapling the ass of, uh, Randy's pants closed as Randy is standing there. And so they're doing this, <laughs> and then Tim walks in and looks at them doing it, and they look back at him... And Tim, like, I just wish they just left it at this. He just says, I hate to pry, fellas. I just wish he'd left it there. That was hysterical on its own. Uh, But instead, he continues to say, that's not how you do it. Let me go get my hot glue gun. Yeah. And then that's uh, that's it. That's that. That's that's it for the bar mitzvah story. (laughs) Although I'll go into the sweatshirt shop. Oh, yeah. Still got to find a better name for that. Sweatshirt shape. Uh, Tim is wearing Hillsdale College. Ah, Hillsdale College. From uh, Hillsdale, Michigan. Uh, Wikipedia says this. That should be our new podcast. (laughs) Wikipedia says this. We just read an entire Wikipedia page. (laughs) Uh, Hillsdale College is a private college in Hillsdale, Michigan, founded in 19... I'm sorry, 1844 by devout abolitionists oh, hey, good known as the Free Will Baptists. It has a liberal arts curriculum that is based in the Western heritage and as a product of both Greco-Roman culture and Judeo 
Christian tradition. I bet Wilson Judeo. would love that school. Judeo. I can pronounce. You can. You just sometimes choose not to. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. So uh, Marty comes home with yep. great news. He got the job. He got the job. Hey, Mazel Tov, Bar Mitzvah. Uh, and so that means they're going to be moving to Detroit. And oh man, how do we buy a house around here? It's kind of expensive. And I'm yeah. like, where are you moving from where a house in Detroit is expensive? <laughs> Sorry, not to diss on your, no, the- your native housing market, but... I mean, there's I, we lived in a pretty affluent neighborhood. Okay, I, I mean, mean I we weren't affluent, but we lived in one. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I, I adjacent, adjacent. Yeah. I mean, the the most prestigious thing about where I grew up, my childhood home, is that the the opening shot of the first Evil Dead was filmed in the swamp right next to our house. Oh, that's really cool. Actually, yeah. I remember that opening shot. Yeah. And that's where they, uh, yeah, didn't they have to kneel? That just the... drove the housing market way up. <laughs> well, of course, that, that forest, that rather lecherous forest probably drove the market back down. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, you have you know, trade-offs. You know? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But the school district Great housing prices. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, to celebrate having gotten the, well, he comes home, ah, I got the job. Jill and uh, Nancy, I guess, have been out at lunch. And you're like, ah, oh, he got the job. And. So everyone's hugging, and then Nancy runs over to Tim to hug him, and Tim just kind of steps back and offers her a hand to shake, and yeah. so they have a a professional handshake. <laughs> nice doing business with you. And then, yeah, good luck in the coming business year. <laughs> and then uh, they go to Mike's to yeah, celebrate. Yeah, we get a, a rubber ducky transition that takes us to Big Mike's, where Marty is making a toast. da 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 <laughs> again the cheers interstitial music thank you um we 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 pan from the streets of detroit up to the mike's uh tavern <laughs> mike's thing. tavern yeah <laughs> and uh yeah so they're all yeah tim is tim is doing the toast or Marty? no, marty's doing the toast marty. they're all they've all got their <laughs> they've all got their beers i would be pissed if i had tim's beer well, because it was, it was very heady. It was, most of it was head. I would be pissed off if I had Jill's drink, which looks to be a glass of ginger ale. <laughs> maybe she's pregnant again. Oh, God. Or maybe she's or got maybe a mixed drink. Or maybe she just has an upset tummy. Well, I guess. I feel bad that she's being pressured into going out to a bar. She hey, could yeah, just be exactly. at home. Yeah. I feel, whatever Jill wants to feel bad for, I feel bad for her. Yes. She gets my sympathy for anything. Um... But uh, Marty's making this, no- this, <laughs> this noise. Marty's making this noise. <laughs> with with his mouth. It's weird. These uh, things that are coming out of it are vowels and consonants, and they seem to make sense to me. I think they might be called words. Oh. Uh, I'm taking this bit as far as it'll go. Yeah, you're stretching it, man, but I'm here for you every step of the way. I'm your, I'm your, I'm your joke spotter. At some point in his, uh, in his toast, he makes some sort of double entendre to... Um, showers. Yeah. Or like that time oh. that I uh, surprised Nancy at, at her baby shower. Or when, no, it's, it's you know, oh, when I, you know, it seems like only yesterday she was pregnant. I still remember the time that Jill drove up to Saginaw to surprise Nancy during her shower. Here's the thing. We might not be like typical guys, but we certainly do not ask for directions <laughs> to get out of these lost corners that we go in. No. No, we do not. <laughs> no, we drive further and further it's into them. The closest thing to a male stereotype that I fall into. Uh... Also, that we have a podcast. That's a new. That's a new age male stereotype too. Two yeah, white guys right. with a podcast. Oh, what? We we are such stereotypes. Uh, so t- Tim gets uh, unnaturally uncomfortable at the mention of this double entendre, and he points to the jukebox right behind them that's playing some fucking uh, studio session from a yeah. B side of a '90s Sting album. It's just this weird, like somewhat yeah. world of music with like flutes and. <laughs> It's it's bad, like that, uh, yeah. And he's like, "Isn't this our song? We should go dance." 
And I love the idea that that would be their song, though. Just like some royalty-free music is their song. There's got to be someone out there. So Someone whose song is the song they dance to in Birdemic, the hanging out with my family. <laughs> well, I, cause I remember an NPR story years ago about a guy who fell in love with a particular track on uh, a hold as hold music for I think one of his insurance companies yeah and he would call in just to listen to the song and try to get uh he went through this like long chain of command to try to get uh who supplies their hold music yeah so that he can get his hands on this track that he loves so if that person exists someone out there has to have met somebody else who's really into copyright free music and got married to it <laughs> and uh and you know they go viral talking about their engagement and then they say at the bottom hey check out my soundcloud which has all this royalty free music on it <laughs> god uh so yeah they get up and dance they and all get up and dance they all get up and dance uh, uh no it's not get up it's come on and dance is the song i've even got that wrong <laughs> but so they uh they're they're you know tim and jill are dancing and she's like what's what's going on seems like you're being weird around uh nancy what's uh what's up there and tim's going like nothing's nothing's weird nothing's wrong at all everything's fine everything's okay and then <laughs> i'm not acting weird at all yeah uh, you're, you're, she says you're acting weirder than normal at one point. <laughs> and then uh, Marty cuts in, says, I want to dance with your lovely wife. And Tim says, well, who am I going to dance with? And he says, well, I'll dance with you next time. <laughs> and so then Tim has to dance with Nancy. And so he's like holding her by the hands and keeping his arms as far out as possible. Yeah. Like a couple of a couple of Mormons at the at the prom. And also, that almost feels a little more intimate in a way. Maybe not. I don't know. I feel like... There's something more formal about the like structure of dancing rather than just holding somebody's hands and wig and waggling your yeah, arms around. I think I don't know. Maybe it's been a while uh, you know, since I've danced with somebody. But. Yeah, yeah, no, the holding hands and waggling arms is the most erotic and sensual <laughs> of the dances. <laughs> that's my mating dance. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, yeah. That's what uh, that's what they try to break up at uh, high school dance all the time. They have the teachers there to make sure no one's holding hands and wiggling arms. It's mostly me just holding their hands, pleading with them, and then throwing a tantrum. Yeah, uh, and wiggling back and forth, trying to plead with them not to leave me, but in a sexy way. <laughs> uh so yeah and and so nancy is like this is this is ridiculous tim there's so much space here someone else could dance in between us and he turns to someone and says great idea and he knock you know knocks this guy in the shoulder and says hey you want to you want to join us here and the guy turns to him and says like no i don't do that kind of stuff hey i don't go in for that thing yeah that sort of thing and uh tim quickly backs off yep and uh yeah nancy's like oh you know what i think we're i think we just got to tell them and mm-hmm. tim's like oh no it's time to eat we all got to eat yeah and then he sits down and yeah, this honestly, uh, it's it's hard to make this comparison. I know because there's such different shows, different writers, and everything. But this feels like it's an attempt to be a farcical nature of Frasier. Yeah, and I could just see Frasier pulling this off way better. Yeah, because they're he's they're trying to like give Tim multiple balls to juggle in the air, yeah. and it just it doesn't quite pan out. I could I could the the Frasier version of this episode would be probably Frasier sees Daphne naked. Which has happened. Has that happened? I don't know if he saw her naked, but he was hiding in her shower. He's like sneaking. Oh, it's yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. He's in her room. Or yeah. The I think it's the season room. two episode. But like he doesn't want Niles to find out or something. And Marty's in the mix. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, Marty's involved in the episode. That's a really great idea, Truman. Really smart. You're a big fan. Um, but yeah, no, Fra- Frasier would do this bit better. I-, I think so. I think there could also be a funnier Frasier episode about him uh, giving too much power to the garbage disposal in his apartment. But that's that's another story. Uh, there is an episode of him fixing his toilet. Yes, I do remember that one. It takes him and uh, Niles all day. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, 
finally nancy breaks down and is like we got to tell you guys something yeah uh they end up confessing yeah well she just blurts it out like tim like she says tim and i need to share something and tim goes yeah you want the ribs and i'll have the steak or something like yeah. that but uh, yeah she just blurts out like tim and i saw each other naked and uh well tim is like la cucaracha comes on and yeah. tim goes like you know she says we, we need to share something and tim goes oh joel this is our song let's dance she says la cucaracha and he's like yeah la cucaracha la cucaracha she goes, I'm just going to go through the whole thing. Script man has arrived. I'm Script not Truman. Man. Oh my God, where did Truman go? I don't know. Why am I doing fake glasses on my face? <laughs> uh, uh, she says, Tim and I saw each other naked. And then Tim goes, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> it was a mistake. And then he gets up and starts dancing around singing it. Yeah. And then as he's doing that, he bumps into the guy who uh, said, I'm not into that sort of thing. Yep. And, that uh, really homophobic dude. <laughs> almost, you know, has a hate crime on his hands. Yep. Uh, and it's like, you could see Tim is like wrestling with his guilt, wrestling with the embarrassment and then bumping into the, the third wild card aspect of the scene is like yeah. the elements are there. They're not very strong and it's not pulled off yeah. with great finesse. Yeah. It's no fifth element. <laughs> it's, it's not even the third element. Uh, I don't know why I felt the need to critique that. Yeah, but I did. Well, I mean, that's kind of what we're here to do. And here we are. It'd be a much shorter podcast if we didn't critique anything. Well, let's make it even shorter. We get a pinata transition into uh, the back home scene where <laughs> where uh, they all arrive back in the kitchen, uh, you know, obviously having just come back from the restaurant. And they're yeah. all kind of talking about what happened. And Yeah. Marty is the angriest one. Jill yeah. seems pretty okay with it. You know, t- you know, uh, uh, Nancy and Tim are trying to explain, like, it was nothing. It was an accident. It didn't mean anything. Uh, you know, Tim tries to explain what happened using this, you know, mangled Wilson quote about how, like, oh, I'm like Buddha and, like, milking the cow like and when whatever Buddha else. lost the cheese. Yeah, yeah, Buddha lost his cheese. And Marty looks at him and goes, what? And Jill just points to Tim and says, how can you feel anything but pity for this man? <laughs> Which I really loved. It was really great. Yeah. That was all time. And then Tim goes, well, Marty, would it make you feel any better if you saw my wife naked? <laughs> and Jill goes, Tim! <laughs> but I like this moment because it's the first time in the series where we see somebody else outside of like Sam McMurray in the early, early seasons, uh, episodes, uh, that is like, looks at Jill as a sexual being. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's not just, you know, some housewife that you could sneak under and ask about a sausage. Yeah. Under the covers and ask about a sausage. Mm, that <laughs> sounds like a, well, anyway. Uh, yeah. And then, because yeah, then Tim is like, well, not Tim, uh, Marty is like, well, and then, uh, uh Nancy like, smacks him on the arm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so from there, it just kind of cuts to Tim and Jill upstairs. I want to ask you about this. Yeah. Uh, I was looking away, taking my extremely intelligent note, would it make you feel any better if you saw my wife naked? Uh, it would. So I missed this transition, but you said, oh, my God, that was a weird transition. So it's one of those ones where they swap out the surroundings of one it scene. It kind of slides into one. Yeah. Another, yeah, right. But so they kind of swap out, they swap out the backgrounds behind, like, because I think just Jill is the only one on screen. So they swap out all of the backgrounds behind them. And then swap in the backgrounds of Jill's bedroom. Jill is still standing there, freeze-framed. They then, as the door opens and Tim walks into the bedroom, they have they push Jill backwards into the bathroom doorway Ooh, and God. then slide her out the door. That is weird. And then a second later, Jill walks into the room following Tim wearing the same clothes she was wearing in that weird transition. You like, weren't supposed to actually see the 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 transition into the interdimensional travel yeah but I, that's what happened that okay that's yeah this saw. this gives me a much bigger uh, a much bigger uh, uh, a clue into what this theory means <laughs> yeah like the uh, mc escher stuff like, yes they're caught in their own time loop <laughs> that's that is bizarre uh, uh but we're in the bedroom and uh 
uh, Tim and Jill are kind of talking this through, and it's not a big deal to Jill. Yeah, she's just like, you know, she she's <laughs> wakey wakey. Oh come on, man, <laughs> Jesus! I'm sorry, there hasn't been nudity for so long. I'm just not. Uh, I'm 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 almost asleep. Well, now. Tim has taken off his shoes and his socks. He's rubbing his oh, feet. Oh boy, that's good. Yeah, because no, nothing makes your feet sore. Quite well, he was doing a lot of dancing actually. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, no, they're just talking about it. Like, Jill says, like, I don't care that you saw her naked. I just care that you didn't tell me about it. And Tim talks about how guilty he feels. He says, like, says, because of you, I can't even feel, I can't even enjoy the sight of another naked woman. And Jill just goes, that's the sweetest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> like, she's, she says she's really happy. She's proud of Tim. She's, she's glad that Tim feels guilty about it. It's like, I, I mean, it's good. I've trained you well. I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my big note for this scene was um, the closet is still the closet. Oh, it's still a fancy closet. Yeah, yeah. At first, I thought, oh, they got rid of that thing. That you know, the the. Uh, oh, I remember. What, it wasn't the man's closet, but whatever that more powered closet was. Yeah, just the had. ultimate woman's closet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, at first, I thought they gotten rid of it, and then I saw, there was a, a shot from over far enough to the side where I'm like, oh no, no, no that they still have the Tim's clothes on the spindle there, so uh, that still exists. Good for them, ma- maintaining yeah. continuity in some rare respects. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Jill decides, uh, she says it's okay, she gets in the shower, and Tim's like, oh, 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 we That sounds, that, I really don't like that, I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> uh, no, well, like, Tim, Tim caps off their conversation by saying, like, look, the whole reason I was going in there naked was because I thought you were in there, and yeah. she says, oh, what are you gonna do? And he says, well, get in the shower and find out, and she goes, okay. So, again, uh, you got your brother and <laughs> sister-in-law, times. and three kids in the house and it's like oh well time to time to do it i guess if you lock the door i guess yeah but you'll be in the shower for like everyone else is like oh we need to the hot water what's happening (laughs) what are those what are those (laughs) slamming noises from upstairs that's true i guess for an episode that starts with water conservation fucking in the shower is not a good way to do that no no it's also not a good way well i guess with tim it's only a couple minutes yeah yeah i know well i mean maybe the maybe the presence of of water makes it a couple minutes longer than normal yeah but it's also saving the sheets so you're saving water that way interesting interesting point and it's doubling up two people in a shower instead of one actually i completely reverse my position on this look everybody (laughs) no one take a shower alone ever again you will one way in a roundabout way you will save water (laughs) wow um but but if you're exhausted and sweating out of breath afterwards don't drink any water you've used your allocation for the day (laughs) we get a stinger Yes. Where Tim is in the shower. Alone. And uh, what we think is Nancy walking in, because we see the wavy hair. Yeah. Uh, and a floral uh, frock, would you call it yeah, a frock? I would call it a robe, a but robe. I don't know. A robe sounds more akin to what it is, because that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> that's a roundabout way of talking you've got there, Landon. <laughs> and, oh, uh, Lord. We follow this figure into the room. <laughs> <laughs> we get a you know pretty stereotypical uh, psycho ripoff, and the shower curtain gets ripped open, and of course it's Marty. Wait, as 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 quote unquote Nancy is walking in, Tim's going, Nancy, I'm in here, Nancy, Nancy, I'm in here, and then yeah, it's it's Marty, and he throws open his uh, robe to show Tim his dick. Just a couple <laughs> brothers showing each other their dicks, assuming he has uh, his robe open. I mean, he throws the robe over. I mean, assuming he's naked under the robe. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't be. You've I gone mean, this assuming far. he has a dick. Oh, <laughs> well, he has two children. <laughs> assuming he didn't adopt. Okay, we're making that assumption. You're right, Landon. Shame on me. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, not quite. 
we oh. get the outtakes. Oh, right. <laughs> well, and I, I actually have a question about okay. one of these outtakes because we get one of Al flubbing his lines at the very beginning of the episode uh, where he's holding up the mirror. Yeah. That, some sort of mechanism that you're supposed to put in the toilet. But I don't yeah. know if you saw when he was holding it up, the reflection in there. No. It was Karn Corner. God damn it. <laughs> script man has been vanquished by L- Landman. uh that's that's basically it you, this is you're so good at this you're like really why did you get out of acting or why don't you get into being a con artist or something you're very good at this karn corner this week is sponsored by john v i asked richard karn on the internets what was one of your or what is one of your all-time favorite movies oh nice do you want to take a guess as to what he had to say? I mean, I'll I'll give you the the briefest clue, which is it's not too un it's not too surprising. The color of money. Oh, I don't know. I don't know why that's the first one that popped into my head. I, I don't know what. Well, I'm trying to think of what a non surprising Al movie would be. Doctor Zhivago. Well, it's not an Al movie. It's a it's a Richard Karn movie. They are different people. Are they? Are they? <laughs> I, I hate to admit this, but I was thinking about this in bed this morning. Uh, <laughs> how much overlap there was or there is between Richard Karn and and Al Borland, and uh, I I think there's overlap. Yeah, but I definitely see them as different people. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm there there you go. Straight I mean, from my bed. No, I I do. I do. <laughs> that now that is a groundwork night. Uh, no, I mean I guess I do see. I guess I do see them as different people. They're just very indelibly linked in my mind. Yeah. Because okay. because even when he's doing uh, commercials for uh, you know for whatever foot massaging product or like hair trimmers or the uh, the hose that uh, that is super durable, he's still wearing flannel. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's true. Yeah. He's playing up a persona at that point. I think. Yeah. Um. Okay. Here's my last hint to you. Yeah. Uh. Going off of Doctor Zhivago. This is the movie that I thought was playing when they walked in the room and Jill was watching Dr. Zhivago based on the music that was playing. God damn it. Now, now it's a memory game. Godfather. Yes. The Godfather. Yeah. Solid choice, Richard Karn. Solid choice. And uh, to be, you know, direct as usual, uh, he verbatim writes, in quotes, Godfather, ellipses, dot, dot, dot. So, um, and that's it. No, no, no Don Corleone smiley? No, so I, I'm wondering if uh, that dot, dot, dot means I know most people like the second one more than I like the first one, uh, but I'm different. What if the dot, dot, dot stands for three? Ooh. He likes, he likes the, the most maligned of the gods, father. <laughs> uh, interesting. Or the dot, dot, dot could mean godfather. And if you riff on this on your podcast, don't be surprised if you wake up with a horse head in your bed. I don't feel like he'd put a horse head in your bed, though. I feel like he would, <laughs> he would put... recruit Randy to. Yeah, a he'd recruit Randy to do it. B he'd put like he'd put like a drill head in your bed, or <laughs> uh, or something else like that. Also, again, can we just talk very briefly about this? We're led to believe that this movie producer sleeps through someone breaking into his house, toting a gigantic bleeding horse head, <laughs> lifting the covers, putting it in his bed. Like, I mean, I don't know if you're a heavy sleeper. Like, can I try? I'm certainly not, no. Okay, well, we'll find someone who's a heavy sleeper and just try that. Try breaking into their house and putting the decapitated head of a bleeding animal in your bed. Unless he was conked out on heroin. The amount of, uh, the amount of, uh, orchestration that that requires, you would probably think to drug the person before doing it. So I would imagine that it was probably a a whiskey glass laced thing. I guess if you've already got access to the dude's house, you find a way. 
But this is, no one ever really talks about no. that. Like, that's a famous scene. It's a great movie. I mean, that do you likes. really want another 20 minute sequence in a already a long, hour long movie? Just how they're orchestrated. I mean, can't you just take for granted that they're a mob organized crime organization? Yeah, they're just take a, care of it. They're very well organized criminals. <laughs> I, I I don't that's know. You should be threatened by them. I, I just kind of I guess I just sort of wanted an Ocean's Eleven style, like a little less conversation. <laughs> you know, they got like sawing the horse's head off, breaking in there, like split screens and stuff, Steven Soderbergh style. If you had to attribute a percentage to montages in your head set to ZZ Top songs, what give would it be? me all your horses, give me all your loves and horses. Actually, I'm too. realizing as I said that that was Elvis Presley that wasn't. ZZ yeah, that, Top. yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, El- I mean, like the only that, honestly, a little less conversation is really my the main Elvis song that I like. I don't know that I have a lot of. I don't have any. Yeah. I don't have any montages in my head set to like "Fools Rush In" or "Hound Dog" or something. I am not an Elvis fan. No, I don't really like him. No, I don't know why. I just, it's never clicked for me. I, I, Even like growing up and listening to the oldies radio that my parents did, it's just like. It was, Whenever that came on, I was like, oh, give me Roy Orbison over. Oh, yeah. Roy over, Orbison rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Over yeah and, look, and Elvis, obviously talented. He's yeah. good yeah, at yeah, what yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. No one's disputing that. that. No, it just yeah. doesn't. Nothing about it has ever clicked with me. Yeah. And I don't think it ever will. Yeah. I've let that ship sail. You know what? Is Yeah. Wings better than Elvis. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> uh, wind beneath my wings. Better than Elvis. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, if I had to choose, actually, I'd still rather hear a little less conversation than Wind Beneath My Wings. Uh, anyway, uh, this is Elf Work, the podcast all about elves. <laughs> oh, it is. And we dug ourselves in a, in a hole, an elf hole in a tree. Is that what a thing? Elves, uh, the elven, what are those cookies? Am I having a stroke right now? This is what happens when I try to think of a transition on this <laughs> Your look that you're giving me is alarming. It's... It, 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 okay, if you want to know what I look like at the end of Inherent Vice, when Josh Brolin <laughs> is eating Joaquin Phoenix's joint, and Joaquin Phoenix is just staring at him with like a tear streaming out of his eye in like shock and horror, that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, okay, I was I was grasping desperately for a transition. <laughs> you really were to go buddy. into. Are you okay? Do you want Do you want me to <laughs> see this one out? Do you want us to lie down? We got to go into tweet time. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Prompt was my Kirsty. Holy shit. It Christy, is, bring us home. It is hot, and I am almost to my bedtime here, so here we go. Um, this is a short tweet time. Oh, thank God. I know. I asked um, uh, for people to let us know what their favorite uh, character actor was on the show. Yeah. So far, you know, because we, we have a lot to come. Um, we only got two responses, which is fine. Ah, merciful. I, I think everyone's reeling from my uh, my little backlash that I gave them last week yeah i know you poll. oh yeah man it's been it's been dark and quiet on the internet people have been walking around with their eyes downcast wearing black <laughs> oh our buddy mason says uh okay favorite character actor who was uh the rosie o'donnell knockoff neighbor oh uh i um uh yeah that's uh meat man's wife <laughs> marie yeah marie yeah <laughs> I think she prefers Marie over Meat Man's wife. Okay, I I know, but I can't remember any of their names. All right, you know how and well now the script man the is dead. Land man is going for Meat Man. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> well, yeah, but Meat Man has formed an alliance with Alfredo Face and oh, Lockbox sh- Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a crisis on Infinite Earths. This is a, this is our Infinity War. We we need someone to write a comic about this. Uh, anyway, I'm going to finish what he says here. Um, so he's talking about Marie. I liked all of her parts, uh, especially mm. over the mom 
uh, from Boy Meets World. So he's saying he likes Marie more than he likes Karen. Wow. Uh, my real favorite comes in a much later episode in season seven or eight. So I guess we can ask this question again later on down the line. Note to self. Ask this question again later on down the line. <laughs> computer. Earl Grey. Hot. Wait, is your mind a computer? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. My, my body is a wonderland. Why can't my mind be a computer? <laughs> uh, another uh, buddy of ours, Michael V.S., um, says, not sure if uh, he's a guest star, but M. Emmett Walsh is always incredible. Absolutely a guest star. Yeah, it's a definition of one. He, he ain't wrong. Yeah. He ain't wrong. Uh, and then he follows it up by saying, I'm going to double dip and also mention the incredible Ernest Borgnine. Oh, yes. Also also a solid uh, character actor. Yeah. Um, those are, are solid choices. I... I haven't thought about it for my answer uh, enough. I think Sir should... Larry, to a certain extent, just for <laughs> just nostalgia's sake. Of, even though we bashed tradition in our last uh, uh, Grant Work Nights episode, um, out of tradition, it, there is something, but it means something to me. Yeah. Because it meant the, the, the beginning of something new, a new venture. Yeah. yeah. Um, but by that token, I also missed Touchdown Rick quite a bit. Ah, Touchdown Rick. That, they're both in the same episode. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. That was a. Treasure days we used to. We, have. we were so we were so young then. So bright eyed. Uh, let's get out of this episode. What do you say, buddy? Yeah, let's get and into something more comfortable, uh, like not this episode. Yeah. Would you settle for a compromise? Yeah. 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 It's called the Grunt Count. Oh boy, I kind of saw that one coming. Brought to us. I didn't want you. I, I was. I was afraid of that worried face you gave me last time, so I'm not going to stretch for. Tr- yeah, yeah, you, you've really, you've really taxed my, uh, my, my heart at this point. <laughs> uh, the grunt count this week brought to us by Tara. My guess for this episode is zero. It's actually three. What? But they were like, oh, oh, oh. like very, very faint oh, ones. Yes. He's he's out there is with that Wilson. Wilson thing? It's with Wilson, yeah, talking about the nudity or something, and he goes like, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, like this is oh yeah. I gotta start paying attention during the Wilson scenes. Eh, I don't know. It's kind of my job. You pay attention to the transitions now. But if I want to get an accurate grunt guess in day. Yeah, I guess you do. I mean, it's good that I'm the safety net for these. <laughs> okay, well, uh, do you have anything else to say about the grunts in this episode? I have nothing else to say about the grunts in this episode. Do you have anything else to say about the grunts in this episode? They happened. They Well, that's you, you certainly can say that. <laughs> you certainly can. If you enjoyed today's show and you want to help us find even better content, consider leaving us an official review uh, on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, do that. <laughs> We're just going to skip tracks here. No. Uh, yep. Uh, because when you leave a rating and review, tell them what they get. Uh, well, when you leave us a rating and review, we'll knock first. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Or we'll knock worst. Which I, is I a want great people to knock for me. How do we get that to happen? Do I have to leave a rating and review? Yeah, you do. You have to review your own podcast. Does that mean you'll knock when you come over now? Uh, I, I yeah. You know, I, I won't. I won't put a ladder up and climb up onto the balcony like that kid on Clarissa explains it all. <laughs> Can I, I? I know we've gone on a lot of tangents in this episode. Yeah, I just want to point something out that I really love. Uh, on almost every other sitcom, there reaches a point. Uh, when it's called what I call the the well, I don't call it anything, but I'm gonna make up a term. For but it right this now. is what you call it now. This is what I call it right this second. You, no one is... would have known if you just said that you called it that. <laughs> you, you were so truthful with people. The the swinging door entrance, yeah, which is uh, at a certain point the crazy character just doesn't bother to knock anymore and just swings into the apartment with the door flying open. Yeah, the Kramer. The Kramer, the Sean Hayes on Will and Grace, okay, the, yeah, you know, yeah. what have you. Yeah. I feel like there's always that character. Yeah. Uh, Frasier, I'm well into season five now, 
people still knock at the door and it's still, uh, you know, they make it a bit of business in every episode. Frasier is a very highbrow show, you know, with highbrow people in it who don't just burst. Like, I I think that with that (laughs) cast of characters, look, I don't think. I guess they do. They do. Bulldog does when it's in the station. Yeah, Bulldog. Yeah, Bulldog is that guy. And if. I don't think Bulldog ever, like, he comes over to Frazier's apartment at some point. I don't, I don't remember him knocking, but it doesn't seem like a Bulldog move. I just saw one where he was in it, but the episode started with him in it. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, I don't know, I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like if Norm, I know Norm doesn't visit Frazier in Seattle, but if he did, I feel like he would, he, he would be knock. a door opener. Well, yeah, he doesn't knock at the door of Cheers. Of course, Cheers is a public place with an unlocked door. <laughs> It'd be so a little weird a if he thing. did. Yeah, yeah, everyone would be like, Norm? <laughs> <laughs> Give it a little, a new, uh, new tone to the show. True. Norm. Well, there, there is, there is an episode where he, where he comes in. He's just gotten some, he's just gotten some kind of disturbing news from the doctor, and he comes in looking all scared, and he goes, "Afternoon, everybody," and everyone goes, "Norm." <laughs> it's a very funny bit of business, and it's in season one. <laughs> Um, uh, if you want to help others find the show, oh, no. we're still finishing the podcast. That's, we're still on this thing. If you. I've confused this whole outro. We have a Patreon. You can go over there and donate to it. And uh, you can grunt be work a, nights. A grunt, <laughs> a grunt head, a neighbor, or an Al Pal. You get really cool stuff. We're about to send out our our uh, Al Pal um, stuff for this month. Yep. Uh, that should be sent out in the next couple of weeks. So it's gonna be super uh, cool. You can get grunt work nights. patreoncom slash work. Yeah. Um. Okay. I gotta finish this before the entire energy escapes. Oh God, it's going faster hurry, than hurry, I thought. Hurry, hurry. <laughs> please. Okay. Stop by and say hi to us on Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Not Facebook. We, we've killed that, I think. It, well, maybe it exists out there in the world. What is it? It's, it's out in the void now. Hack, our Facebook page is in the void. Hack into the mainframes on the dark web and visit us on our the remains of our Facebook page. <laughs> Instagram, where you can find us at GruntWorkPod. You can also find us on our website where you can get information on today's show, which is... www.gruntworkpodcast.com. Which is a weird name of the show, but whatever. Uh, while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to get notified of new episodes, the grunt count hint, and exclusive trivia. And until next time, when we cover another episode of Home Improvement. I've been Truman Caps. I've been Landon Solano. And there are 8 million stories in the grunt work city. And this has been one of them. Ah. It's naked. I do it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>